0: Welcome to the Vancouver Boys podcast.
1: The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia.
0: Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys podcast. Woo! Hey, welcome back to this is episode 42 of the Vancouver Boys podcast, a special morning show edition, yeah. one might say. <laughs> I mean, all of our episodes are morning shows because they come out Friday mornings, but... Right, but the recording usually isn't 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah, we're recording at 9 a.m., so... All right, you're going to get to see a special morning show episode of Vancouver Boys podcast. Uh, plenty to talk about this week, looking forward to it. A lot of weird stuff happening in the NHL and around the league uh, this week. But before we get into any of the news, I... I'm your host this week, Jake Jude, and I'm always joined by my co-hosts, Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? And Tyler Erlinson.
2: Hey, how's it going?
0: Alrighty, enough of the pleasantries. Marcus, start us off with the fake sponsor.
1: Okay, well, just to remind our listeners that the fake sponsor of the week is only a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we might be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by the all-new Toyota Tacoma. Much like Keith Yandel, this thing will never break. The Toyota Tacoma, outliving people since 1995. <laughs> oh, man, that's kind of bleak at the end there. A little bit. But, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, what? It, it surprised me. I thought Tacomas were just way older than that. Yeah. I didn't realize that the first ever Tacoma rolled off the production line a mere three years before I was born.
0: Yeah. Well, didn't they have the, uh, the T-100s before that?
1: Yeah, they had a but they had the four by fours. They had a yeah. lot of different oh, smaller pickups. Yeah, yeah but the, yeah, that's when they started making Tacomas.
0: Yeah, and they're all still on the road. Yeah, there's <laughs> not
1: one of them that unless you drove it off a cliff, it is still on the road somewhere. <laughs> How about that Keith Yandel, by the way?
0: Yeah, holy cow! Yeah. How many games is it now? Nine hundred and fifty something. Whole bunch. Yeah, that's that's a lot of games. A whole bunch of games. Nine hundred
2: and sixty-five. Is it that many? Hey, it is. That I wonder
0: what will happen when he gets to a thousand or if and when i know so man you,
1: you like i don't want to jinx it but i hope he does a yeah. thousand straight yeah that's, that's crazy
0: yeah how old is he now he's gonna be in the late 30s yeah but anyway however old he is it doesn't really matter it's just a thousand games is crazy to me yeah we, I, it's mental yeah, i mean like most players been, don't get to that in their career at all yeah like right? no injuries no healthy scratch no anything he's just always been in the lineup built like a coma yeah damn right Anyway, um, we've got tons to get through in this episode, so let's kick it right off. Uh, we always start the episodes with our Canucks news, so let's dive into that. Some big news this week coming out of Vancouver. They have named a new GM an assistant GM. So uh, what are the, what's the names of the uh, these new positions? Uh, so Patrick Alveen is the new GM. And is that how you pronounce it? It is
1: Alveen from everything I've heard on TV. It is not Alvin, okay. even Alvin. though that's what I was saying originally. Yeah. It is Alveen. Alveen. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, uh, more specifically, it's not Matthew Darsh, who I very boldly said that it was mm. because a lot of rumors were suggesting it was him. Uh. and I made a TikTok about it and I got flamed in the comments <laughs> because like, Literally hours later, it it was named that it was uh, Alvine. so it was kind of funny, but I'm excited. He's Swedish, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think a big part of that selection may have been because he's supposed to help mentor the Sedins, so I kind of wonder if they wanted to, you know, maybe a bit of a similar mindset in the room that could just they could be comfortable
0: with then groom them into possible GMs do you think is that the direction they're going in I believe
2: so
1: they want them at the very least to move up within the organization and I believe that is the end goal
2: I mean I can obviously see Hank and Dank freaking run the show in Vancouver so uh
0: (laughs) eventually it's gonna happen
2: yeah that's what I want to see so hopefully uh hopefully this is a stepping stone in the the right direction
0: yeah it'd be cool for sure
1: I've been all for the reunion of kind of these old guys coming back from the team. But uh, the sad thing about naming Patrick Alvine as GM is that means our hopes and dreams of Roberto Luongo stepping <laughs> in are dead.
0: Yeah, that actually brings me to a point I wanted to bring up, which is that Marcus and I actually went to one of the games recently. We went to the Florida-Vancouver game. Yep. And when Bobby Lou came on the Jumbotron, it was just the whole crowd just <laughs> erupted. Yeah, they, Like, this place loves that guy. And it really sucks that he is currently an executive in the NHL, and it's not with the Vancouver Canucks. It sucks. That's too
1: bad. I mean, his his family's there, though. His family stayed in Florida even when he played here, Mm. right? Like, it's just that it's always been pretty clear that that was going to be his home one day. Yeah. But,
0: like, guy can hope, right? Yeah, you know. But Florida's in a pretty good position, so I wouldn't imagine that they'd be... Jumping ship with I I don't, don't remember who the GM is down there right now, but I I doubt they would be jumping ship from him considering the job he's done so far.
1: Yeah. Um I just want to bring up one quick thing about that game. Just that we we went there and you went in a Florida Panthers jersey. <laughs> yeah. And in a video we posted after the game, we had a few comments. Well, first of all, of people saying they saw us on the Sky Train because you cannot miss Jake wearing a Florida <laughs> Panthers yeah. jersey. The only speck of red <laughs> in a sea of blue. Yeah. <laughs> But I think the best comments may have been the ones calling you Kodak White. Yeah. I think that was the funniest <laughs>
0: yeah. thing. Or Badger from Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ah, That was funny, too.
2: Okay, jumping back into the Keith Yandel Ironman streak real quick. There's another active NHL player that is pretty close to his um, his games played in uh, as active streak. Do you guys know who that is? I do know who that
0: is.
1: I don't, but if I had to guess, I would say Joe Thornton. No. I don't think he... No, he's missed
2: some. Oh, that's right. He Still missed time a couple of years thrill. ago. So.
0: Yeah, Phil Kessel. Really? Yeah. He's in the 900s, I think, right?
2: 941.
0: Yeah. That is surprising. I know, right?
2: The man's a workhorse. He doesn't get hurt. He
0: yeah. does not. I just can't believe that
1: he's... I mean, what? he bends the concept of what a professional athlete
0: is supposed to be. <laughs> like He really does. Well, yeah, but I mean, he's also one of the most consistent players to at least in the lineup. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say he's falling off a bit. <laughs> yeah. But. but he's consistently in the lineup and he's consistently playing games. And I mean, that streak must go back to like his time in Toronto. Oh, Maybe even Boston. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's crazy. That many games. Cause he's also not that old. I think he's only like 32. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's like early thirties.
1: And I guess, so I wonder if that streak counts when you get traded too, because When he got
0: traded, was it not mid-season? Oh, I'd have to brush up on my Phil Kessel history, but I I don't believe he's been traded mid-season.
1: Okay, because I wonder if that would count, too. If, like, say, you know, Toronto trades you the day before a game, so you don't play in that game, then maybe that same night the team you get traded to is playing a game. So then when you rejoin them, like, does that count as games missed? It's a good question, but not one I have the answer to. Okay, yeah, I should (laughs) stop asking those. (laughs) Sorry, dude. No, it's okay. I just have questions. There's
0: resources for you. Yeah, don't worry. Phil like Kessel the is
2: 34. Yeah, so early
0: mid 30s. Yeah,
2: and he's played 1100 games. So, jeez, that's uh that's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, the majority of those consecutive. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we should probably try to swing things back around, and so we can wrap up some of our Canucks news here. Sure. Um. They had a pretty decent homestand. They had a couple games where they at least took it to overtime. Yeah. They well
1: they got two out of a possible six points, I believe.
0: Oh, was it that bad?
1: Yeah. Oh, Jesus. because okay, never mind. They, they played the Panthers, which went yeah. to overtime. Yep,
0: and lost. Yeah, and lost. Yeah. Yes, that was. The,
1: <laughs> then uh, just the other night, there we played Edmonton. Edmonton, right? one point and lost. And the other one, we lost in regulation. Right. Who was that? To the Blues. Oh, that's right. I was trying to avoid bringing this <laughs> up, but yes, it was to Tyler's St. Louis Blues. Uh, so yeah, they got two out of a possible six points, but. They did this without their first goalie, their second goalie, most of which without their third goalie, and without their fifth goalie. So,
0: Which, eh, yeah, Archer Silovs is on the depth chart, but beyond that.
2: But still, you know? He's looked better than uh, Di Pietro in the minors, so.
1: Yeah, there's been some discussion that Di Pietro has fallen off a bit, but Mm. it's hard to blame him because he spent all of last season on the taxi squad. He did not play a hockey game last year. He only played in practice, so. Yeah. Kind of ruins a kid's development a little bit, right?
0: Not to mention he's already has a bit of an uphill battle given the fact that he's so so short. Yes.
1: Yeah, and, and we all know the ceiling for short goalies is quite low. So.
0: Yeah, but I think there might be a goalie who's uh <laughs> is breaking that stereotype. Actually, you In would here. think
2: the ceiling would be quite high because they're so little, but All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a good one. I'll give you that. Um but okay, so what were the major takeaways from that game though? That's that St. Louis Blues game.
2: Uh, well the Blues were better and the Canucks didn't have a first line
0: <laughs> yeah that was rough they,
2: they were playing Highmore alamago and Tyler Mott as their second line yikes yeah. what I will have to say the though, return
0: for you holy <laughs> uh, you was then their second line oof. yeah but they uh what what
1: I will have to say is Tyler Mott is a god among men man has he stepped up with these other players out he's looked like a beast this whole homestand
0: yeah he's scoring goals blocking shots he's on the pk he should be on the power play uh the pk just, is where he's scoring some of his goals yeah right like he's just if, he's shown why he's connor bedard's favorite player That's yeah. for sure he's mine
2: maybe they should try putting him on defense instead of like Tyler Myers or something yeah if it meant pulling
0: Tyler (laughs) Myers out of the lineup I wouldn't
1: hate it (laughs) I think that's my other biggest takeaway from this homestand was Tyler Myers for a while people were easing up on him a bit because he seemed to be playing better under Boudreaux something has happened and he's back to his old self because man it has been painful to watch him handle the puck Mm -hmm. in the last few games well a lot of times he doesn't even handle it he just gets rid of it like as, as soon as he possibly can. The thing that I don't know if I'll get over this season is his dump and chase in overtime. Mm-hmm. That is entirely a, a point of possession. That's all that matters in overtime. And he dumped the puck and went for a line change. You have guys open behind you. You passed your goalie if there's no one else. Mm-hmm. And he dumped and changed in overtime. I yeah. just, I I can't get over that.
0: Yeah, he just gave up possession, which yeah. is like overtime at least round three, three overtime is always a game of possession. And yeah. to you just concede possession that easily, it's just like what are you thinking? You know? What a goof! <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely a goof. (laughs) Anyway, uh, welcome to my segment of the show, uh, The Biggest Goof of the Week. This is where I find a story somewhere in the sports world where it involves a player, coach, team, organization, or whatever. And I bring it up with the guys and we have a little chat about it. And this week, I want to bring up the Team Canada roster that got released. I don't know if you guys saw this. It looks pretty interesting. I mean, Devin Levi looks like he's going to be the starting goalie. Mason McTavish is on the roster. Owen Power is on defense, which uh, looks pretty cool to me. But there seems to be a name that's missing from that lineup. And you may not think that this is the biggest goof of the week, but I sure as hell do. Kevin Bieksa is nowhere on that list. And we saw a mock roster, or a mock list at least, a couple weeks ago that involved a lot of names that I was really looking forward to because they would be eligible. And among them is not Kevin Bieksa.
2: Dion Phaneuf.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Do do we think, though, that
1: Kevin Bieksa is still... Capable of playing that high level of hockey, and I only ask that because I don't think he's played a hockey game in over three years in the NHL. Uh,
2: he has not, nor has he been really skating. Yeah, uh, like he, didn't, he did an interview a little while ago where he said that he just he doesn't really lace him up at all anymore and is mainly just focusing on uh, on his kids' team and and being a dad. So
0: yeah, that's fair, but still, Kevin Bieksa on Team Canada would have been. Can fun. you not? I mean,
1: he played in the Spangler Cup, I think, three years ago or so, Like, oh, yeah. and it was like kind of, you know, he did what a lot of guys do, where they're not really getting signed by any teams, so mm-hmm. they kind of play there to see, hey, maybe someone wants me as like an addition to a playoff roster or something, and it didn't work out, and that playoffs, he ended up on the, on the panel with Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah, and so I think that's mostly where his focus has been. So I'm I'm not shocked he didn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm more though. upset that Connor Bedard isn't on this list because he outscored everyone on Team Canada in, in the um, the World Juniors in three games. Yes, was one of which he scored was, four goals in
0: <laughs> against Team Austria. <laughs>
2: McTavish even on that list.
0: He is. Yeah, he's on the. Yeah. Team. Okay,
2: but I didn't see like Kent Johnson or anything like that. Like that's a guy that I for sure thought would have made it.
0: I could be wrong about this, but I think some of the guys are under AHL contracts, and so that's why they can't go. Oh, that would make sense. But I could be wrong about that.
2: But Ken Johnson's still playing in the minors. Yeah. He's playing uh he's at college with uh at Michigan with uh Owen Power.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. That whole Michigan team could be could compete in the Olympics this year. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Cause they also got uh Matthew Beneers on that yeah. team. It's just it's it's a absolutely stacked roster in Michigan this year. Oh, I think Luke Hughes is there as well. Yep, he is. It's, it's mental. It's like every prospect that out of the last draft plays for Michigan.
1: They had something like five guys that all went in the top ten, or yeah. something ridiculous like that.
0: Yeah.
2: I was just gonna say, all right, note to self. If you want your kid to be in the NHL, put him at Michigan.
0: <laughs> it might not even to be too wrong. Like, think about it. Like when you see a player that comes out of the NCAA, unless it's Brock Besser, most of them come from Michigan.
1: Yeah. Hey, Troy Stetcher. Also went to North Dakota. Right. What a weird school to go to. Worked yeah. out for them. Yeah, I guess. They had a couple other big players on that team, too. Mm. Uh, and I, I'm i mad at myself. I forget off the top of my head who they were. But they had another few guys in that 2015 draft, that yeah. super deep one. They had a couple guys that went in that.
0: You know, a lot of people talk about the 2015 draft about being super deep. But when we look back at it, it's really only the first round that really had some big names. There were a few in the second. Like, I think Sebastian Ajo was in the second round. Yeah. But, like mostly it's just a super super top heavy draft
1: it was but still like you don't usually get a draft where pretty much everyone in the first round yeah is a household name in the nhl within the next two to three years yeah that's
0: that's pretty rare or seven years looking back and they're stars in the nhl yeah exactly still need to bring this up though boston three consecutive top 15 picks and they drafted three hey, middling hey, hey. players jake debrusque is a good player exactly Matthew Barzell and Brock Besser yeah. and Cal Connor and Do you want to know Chabot. who else
2: is on that team?
0: On the North Dakota team?
2: Yep. Who Tyson was it? Tyson Jost.
0: Tyson Jost? Yep. Oh, cool. And
2: Tucker Pullman. No, no, chan- no <laughs> <you're> <laughs> kidding.
0: Was yep. he really? Yep. That is not one of the big names I was talking about. <laughs> well, now it is. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. <laughs> Tucker Pullman was on that team too, hey? I thought he was a lot older than that. So did I. That's crazy. He looks older. (laughs) Yeah, I thought he was like nearing retirement. (laughs) He looks
1: like a car salesman that will intentionally sell you a bad car. (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. He just looks kind of sleazy. (laughs) He looks sleazy to you? I I don't know how to explain it because I'm sure he's a fine guy, but he looks sleazy. Yeah. I don't know. Nothing against him. Nothing against him. Except that he's really bad.
0: And we've overpaid him. But. <laughs> well, we better get used to him because he'll be here for another, what, two, three years? Three years. Yeah. After likes. this year. Oof. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe Patrick Alvine. yeah, maybe he'll make some better moves and that this team will be looking a lot better in the future. I'm a bit
1: worried because they, they the trade talks around JT Miller have increased and when they interviewed him, he said, yeah, I think this team is a seller at the deadline and they need more young pieces to come in. So, if anyone's going, it's, it's probably Miller.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I be... will
2: quit watching this team.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's going to turn a lot of people off from watching the Canucks, considering the fact that JT Miller is such an impact player on this team.
1: He is, but I kind of get where he's coming from that this this team, the core that they have built, is not good enough to win a cup no. in the next few years. It's no not try. good enough. No.
2: So they should trade Horvat too. No, um, and Emko. No, Martin. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs>
1: But no, seriously, I I would rather they acknowledge that now and deal with the issue than do what Calgary's doing, where they just hope that it works out. And then when it doesn't, they go, ah, oh, well, you know, Mm -hmm. I I would rather they fix the problem now so that there's a chance that they can build around this core instead
0: of wait until it's too late, then start
1: the whole thing from the beginning again.
0: Yeah, they they just, they need more top end talent. They don't really have anyone at the top end. They've got a, a bunch of decent supplementary pieces but they don't have that Nathan McKinnon or that Connor McDavid or that uh, even like Nikita Kucherov. They don't have any of those players that are like like threats, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the only team at least in recent years to be able to win a cup despite not really having any big threats, but just good consistent players is the St. Louis Blues.
2: Dude, that whole team's a threat.
0: <laughs> but you see what I mean? Like they they like they yeah? their their first line is pretty I mean, other than maybe like Vladimir Tarasenko, they've never really had like a really big name star on the team.
1: But still, even the year they won the cup, I don't think Tarasenko was really a top 10 player in the league. No, definitely not. You watch your
0: mouth. (laughs) He's only saying this stuff because you're like 500 kilometers away. (laughs) You know what? Pull up. (laughs) I'll send Robin Leonard after you. Um, Anyway,
1: Oh, shit. I never asked Tyler what the weather was like. Oh, well, it's never nah, too well. Yeah. How, how's it's it, is it over minus there, Tony? Cold. cold. Minus
0: 20 and cold. Wait, where are you even? <laughs> I don't even know where he is. Dude, are you in
2: the Arctic? What <laughs> yeah. The hell?
0: <laughs> you take a um, dog I'm sled in... to work? What, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm
2: in Prince George right now. Oh, wow. okay. I so had I'm honestly. Back I, in D.C. I
0: thought you were somewhere in the Kootenays, to be honest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you know what? No, right now it's minus nine, but when I left work this morning, it was minus 20. Jesus. So, uh, oh. It's Warmed up quite a bit.
0: Another fun fact about Tyler—he was telling me this before the show. He has been up for 28 consecutive hours. Oh my god! <laughs> I feel bad for being late now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. I—I'll uh, sleep when we're done. I'll sleep or when we're... I'm dead. Yeah, One or I'm dead. <laughs> um.
0: Anyway, speaking of uh, of goofs and things like that, let's move on. Um, Aaron Dell suspended three games for laying the body on Drake Batherson, um, but resulting in a pretty scary scene. Yeah, it, the hit itself actually doesn't look that vicious. If
1: you take the surroundings out of it, if you just isolate it to the hit, it's not that bad. It's kind yeah. of shoulder on shoulder. but Clean hit. Well, here's where that changes. Because the player's not expecting it and they're turning to go behind the net... At full flight, yeah, it knocks them off balance completely. And when he goes into the boards, his ankle just turns in on itself, yeah. and his knee. Yeah, yeah, it is a it is a rough looking injury, and mm-hmm. I think it's going to take him a while. Probably going to miss the All Star game
0: because of that. Oh yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. The All Star game is what the, a month away.
2: They've already said that uh, Brady Kachuck's replacing Drake Batherson at the All Star game. Yeah, that's
1: yeah.
0: I've, I've mentioned a few times I'm uh, I'm a closeted senators fan they're my second favorite team and yeah that the season that kid's been having it's just it's heartbreaking that that's also the way he goes out is on a play like that
1: it's weird too like i just don't know what was going through arendell's head like what what was the reason for doing that from what i know nothing happened earlier in the game it's not like he was all up in Dell's face or anything i just i don't get what the motivation was to throw a hit like that
0: i think what it is is a lot of times for whatever reason goalies have this like chip on their shoulder because there's so much dialogue around how goalies are you know the pushovers of the team or like they're they're not tough and so i think a lot of times they think they need to prove themselves and so they try throwing hits when they can or blockering guys in the back of the legs and stuff like i don't know i just think they try to be not dirty but a gr- like physically Just try to be more like part of it. Yeah. Like more involved. Yeah. To be like physical play. Yeah. To 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 try to establish themselves as being a physical threat. And so he saw an opportunity to, you know, separate the, the, the checker from the puck. And so we threw the hit and obviously it, it resulted in, well, I would say pretty close to tragedy. What do you guys think of the suspension three games? He's a backup. Is he not like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> but like there, there really is no appropriate penalty for that. Like, what do you really do? A guy's going to be a, a all-star in the league is now going to be knocked out for an undetermined amount of time. And now you have to, to penalize a backup. Like, yeah. like, what do you do? You know what I mean? It's never going to be equal. And I don't think Drake Batherson's going to be happy with the punishment, but it is what it is. I'm pretty sure Aaron Dell's
2: the starter for the Sabres. Um, he might be a third-string goalie on every other team, but when you look at Buffalo's goaltending, there's not really anyone you can choose. You got Craig Anderson, Oof. Aaron Dell, Michael Hauser, Uka Pekka uh, who? Uka Pakalukinen. <laughs> Best name in hockey. Malcolm Suban and Dustin Tokarski. Oh man. They don't even have a backup on that team. That's no. just all... and five out of those six goalies are out right now.
0: Yeah. Cause I think I think Craig Anderson is the starter. You know, like I think yeah. that's that's the role they signed him for. Yeah. So I think that's that's supposed to be their starter. But, yeah, I mean, like, Jesus. Talking about goaltending in Buffalo is just bleak. And Michael, sad. Ho-
2: Michael Hooser is the only goalie that's not on the IR right now. Or suspended. Or suspended. Yeah, Jesus. This,
1: this does bring up that fun debate, though, and you guys will probably get more out of this than I will because you played hockey. Do you think that outside of the crease, the goalie should be fair game? Should you be able to hit the goalie? Because... Clearly, they're throwing hits.
2: Should you be able to hit the goalie? Okay, this is a tough one. Like, I'm going to say yes in certain situations. Like, if the goalie's coming way out to play the puck, he should be fair game. But if the goalie's, like, going behind the net to to play the puck or whatever, I'm going to say no. So, So
1: they should be fair game, but, like, in front of the goal line and outside of the crease? Yes. Okay, so if they're in the trapezoid behind the net, they're safe. You can't hit them. But if they yep. go pretty much anywhere else, you
2: can line them up. Absolutely. I just think they're vulnerable when they're behind the net. And, like, at least if they're going out, in like, in front of the net to play the puck, they can see what's coming. So I think they're fair game. And uh, I think you should be able to run their shit right through the board. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, if, if they come out of the crease just a little bit to make a save, and they
0: make, like, a blocker save, and you just, like, railroad them as soon as they make the save. Well, I, I actually... <laughs> I actually don't think that that, uh, goalies should be able to get hit anywhere on the ice. And this is kind of the reason why. Do you remember a couple years ago when Ryan Miller stepped out to make that pass and Milan Lucic just like ran his soul out of his body? (laughs) Yes. That's like the type of hit that would be clean should goalies be allowed to get hit. Yeah, he was playing the puck. Exactly, right? He he shouldn't have played the puck then. (laughs) Holy shit, dude. Well, I don't know. In
1: in Ryan Miller's defense, it is against the rules now. So (laughs) regardless of what we think, he was well within
0: his right to not get hit. Yeah. And he did. That being said, though, this is like the big counterpoint that I can think of. Anytime a goalie comes out to play the puck, it's usually because an offensive player is about to pick it up. Right? Yeah. And if the goalie couldn't come out to pick it up because he would have to face the consequences you would end up with a lot more breakaways. You'd end up with a lot more, you know, good scoring opportunities. Like I think of like every time the puck goes over the blue line before any of the Calgary defensemen and Jacob Markstrom is just flying out of the net to go get it.
1: Markstrom <laughs> will play the puck at the blue line.
0: Yeah. He loves it. Yeah, and so for and me... he's not good at it. No. I, he's. I think he's pretty good at it. but you, He's not good. If you play the puck a hundred times, but five of those times you get embarrassed, you're not going to play it. It has to be a hundred percent of the time. To be considered if you're good Carey
2: Price or Mike Smith, you're allowed to play the puck. Other than that, stay in the net. But that's just Oh, it. Mike Smith has had some pretty rough ones, man. I don't, know. I don't know. Yeah, but he but he's at least good with the puck. Okay. Like, I mean better, but yeah. Like he he can actually move the puck if he has to. He makes stupid decisions, but he's he can shoot the puck as hard as some players can shoot it. Well he
0: scored a goalie goal a couple years ago, didn't he? I think, I think granted, so. I think it was like ten years ago now, but yeah, I think he scored a goalie goal. My, my biggest thing about the getting hit is, funny enough,
1: exactly, I just want to build on what Jake said, where that, so say again, the puck's kind of coming into the zone and there's a race for it between the goalie and the offensive player trying to break into the zone. The goalie who comes out to play the puck is moving at little to no speed. They're just, they're a sitting duck. Mm. Right. Whereas the forward has enough speed that he's probably built from the center line coming all the way in. Yeah. If you make that a legal hit, (laughs) there will be no goalie in the NHL that's healthy. They're all going to
0: be injured. Or you'd have no goalie in the NHL that will play the puck. Right. (laughs) Ah, i don't know i don't know that's a really tough one right but that's why i think to myself okay well maybe Well, think because i don't want to see them come out and play the puck because all they do is end up like firing it down the ice into a pile of people anyway well look look at box lacrosse right you can
1: destroy the goalie the second he comes out of the crease yeah but then again (laughs) there's there's much less situations like that because it's such a fast game right? Like if the goalie has the ball, usually there's either no one near him or he's in his crease. Do you guys have any fun
0: stories of hitting the goalie in lacrosse? Oh, I, d- <laughs> I sat on one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hold on a minute. We cannot, we-, <laughs> we cannot move past this conversation without trying to tell the story. So we, we were playing, uh, I played for Poco in lacrosse and it was just
1: the C team. Like it was the guys that didn't really care. We were playing against Burnaby and Burnaby was just a powerhouse they could have been in the a division and Mm -hmm. i don't know why they weren't Mm -hmm. anyway we go to play them one game we had seven guys show up to the game plus a goalie (laughs) that (laughs) that was it we had two guys on the bench at any given time okay i played the entire third period did not come off the floor and i was gassed i just i needed oxygen Mm -hmm. i scored our one goal of this game by the way we we (laughs) lost 15 to one okay and i got the one but kind of near the end of the game, one of our guys took a penalty. So now we're shorthanded, too. Yeah. We're just at this point, we are just dumping the ball and just, you know, taking a knee to try to get our breath. Yeah. So I, I dump it down. Goalie picks up the ball and just starts trucking it down the floor. Because no He figures, hey, 15 to one, I'm going to try to score. And for him, I, I'm sure that was his mentality. But for me, I took that quite personally. Yeah, I was like, "You fuckhead! Yeah. Are you kidding me? You're up fifteen-one, yeah. and you're going to try to get a goalie goal?" Yeah. And if you've ever seen a lacrosse goalie run, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's it's a lot more up and down than it is forward. Yeah, it's just all the pads are bouncing like <laughs> yeah. crazy, and it's loud because everything's clicking together while yeah. he's running. So anyway, I saw him like his. The, I started kind of running up towards him a little bit. And his whole bench is cheering him on. They're banging their sticks on the board. And he got real cocky. Like he looked over at them and almost pointed at them. Yeah. And I just decided to turn on the jets and I destroyed this kid. <laughs> but what's funny is he dropped the ball and it was just kind of bouncing there. And I was thinking, okay, maybe one of my guys will grab the ball and throw it into the empty net down the floor. Yeah. So I just laid on top of him oh, and kept yeah, pretending yeah. I couldn't get up. Like, yeah. I'd get halfway off of them, then slip and flatten them again onto the floor. <laughs> but I almost regret it because when I took my pads off after the game, my back was just destroyed because while I was on top of him, his whole team was just beating well. the crap out of me <laughs> trying to get him off. Yeah. And what made me mad is none of my guys even went for the ball. They all just sat in the semicircle back by the crease. Oh just my God. was like, are you guys kidding me right now? <laughs> but anyway, that, that's my story of just running the goalie.
2: You guys yeah, must I have one. Uh, yeah, I got a pretty funny last <laughs> one. This wasn't episode the, is quickly turned into yeah, running goals. Let's, let's just say it wasn't one of my most proud moments. But uh, when you play when you play junior, it's you play either offense or defense or right. like transition or whatever.
1: Wait, so you're you're still talking about <clears throat> cross then?
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the defenders came off, and I ran on the floor and the ball was kind of bouncing down around into the corner, and the goalie went out behind the net to play it. I just went full speed in the opposite direction, and he did not see me. He picked up the ball, turned around to go make a play behind the net, and I fucking ran him. (laughs) Helmet went flying. His gloves went flying. Goalie's laying there. I pick up the ball, put it in the empty net. Whole team comes after me. Like...
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, no way, you didn't have to answer for that.
2: Oh yeah, like greatest hit of my life, and it was on a goalie who could not see it coming. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, he literally turned at like the perfect time, and I just put him into put him into the ground.
1: I was gonna say, even though hitting the goalie is technically legal in lacrosse, you still have to answer for it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's the best part. <laughs>
0: Come on, dude. You, Jake, you've got to have something. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so, um, I only played lacrosse for three years. So, I was, um, and they were only when I was like 10, 11, and 12. Like, I wasn't a, I wasn't old yet. I was still a kid. Right. That being said, I was like six foot one and 200 pounds by the time I was 13. So, you were my size. Yeah. You was. were my size now when <laughs> yeah. you were in middle school. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, I was, I was a big kid. So, obviously. Know a lot of uh, a lot of checks or or you know battles I would win right and for whatever reason uh, I would well I was on the floor and uh, we had lost possession of the ball or the the ball was loose and it kind of rolled down into the corner on the other end of the floor and the other team decided to use this as an opportunity to change. So I thought, okay, well, fuck, I'm going to go pick up the ball. So I started, you know, chugging down the floor. And as you can imagine, a six-foot-one, 200-pound, 13-year-old is not exactly the most coordinated individual. <laughs> so I'm I'm moving down, and the goalie sees me running, and I guess he assumes, oh, I can beat this kid to the ball. So he leaves the net. He jogs over to the to the ball, and he realizes that he isn't going to win the race. So instead of picking up the pace to get the ball, he lets me get it and then tries to hit me. <laughs> <laughs> How big was the goalie for reference here? Oh, man. He couldn't have been... Okay, here's the thing with him. He was... As you can tell when you look at a lacrosse goalie, they're fairly wide, right? Like, they got a lot of padding on, so it's hard to tell. But this kid was, like, double wide. So he was, like... He was built like like a bowling ball. Right. And he was probably like, I don't know, 5'5", five, five, however tall a kid is when he's 12. Right. So you had about half a foot on him at least. Exactly. Okay. So I can see him coming, and I know he's lining up a hit. I'm not an idiot. I can see that coming. I pick up the ball, turn around, and just drop the kid in the corner. <laughs> we They had to stop the game. <laughs> the oh, coach man. had to come out, like look after the kid. I felt bad because I was like, I mean, it is what it is. But, yeah, I mean, the kid <laughs> decided to come out and try to hit me running at full
2: speed like what what the fuck was he thinking (laughs) see and that's why you should be able to hit goalies sometimes you just sometimes you just got to put them in check yeah
0: i mean you're not wrong but i guess i still got to defend my original point of no you shouldn't be able to hit the goalies they could get hurt (laughs) even though it's really fun to hit a goalie yeah i i get it yeah anyway uh speaking of hitting things i think it's time we hit the break so thanks for uh, thanks for sticking around in the first half. And uh, we'll be right back with the second half of the show after a quick word from our fake sponsor.
1: This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by the all-new Toyota Tacoma. Much like Keith Yandel, this thing will never break. The Toyota Tacoma outliving people since 1995. We'll be right back.
0: You're
2: listening to the Vancouver boys podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out, man. We got to sign this guy to a six by six.
1: Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap.
0: UC Saros is the best goalie in the NHL.
2: All right. Welcome
0: back to the second half of the show. Uh, plenty more to get into, uh, but I guess we should probably start off with some of the biggest news of the week. And that was the Jacob Pineda, Jordan Subban situation. So here is kind of the breakdown for those of you who aren't aware. Uh, there was an ECHL game last yes, week. Yeah, it was ECHL. Where, yeah, where Jordan Subban, a, uh, a player of African-Canadian descent, uh, got into a, and I only mentioned that because it's relevant to the story, um, got into a physical altercation with a player from an opposing team uh, after the whistle. So, you know, they were they were pushing and shoving, throwing bodies around, whatever. And then after the scrum, as Jordan Subbans skating away, Jacob Pineda begins to do a bit of a gesture towards him. And uh, a lot of onlookers kind of assumed that to be a racially motivated taunt. Yes. And uh it was discovered or at least uh explained afterwards by Jacob Pineda himself in an Instagram post that he was not using a racially charged taunt, and instead he was using a... I don't even know how to explain well, it, what but I, like a... The
1: best way I do it, because I feel like everyone knows this, is he was doing the Tom Wilson. The thing that Tom Wilson did in the penalty box after he bounced Panarin's face off of the ice a few times. Right, Where yeah. he kind of just flexed his arms, made him... Sl- they, they called it yeah. the bodybuilder taunt, okay, is yeah. what it's called, but I just call it the Tom Wilson. Sure, okay. Clean so, plant.
0: Yeah, that does it. <laughs> not the point that yeah so (laughs) anyway the fact of the matter is is that this started a conversation throughout the league on whether or not uh, it was a racially motivated taunt, and i think that a lot of people may have been assuming this because we just recently had that play out of the european league which was very clearly a racially motivated taunt where the player started to peel a banana Yes. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Not a bodybuilder pose. No. No. So I think a lot of people may have jumped to conclusions here, but um, obviously I don't want to say anything in case we don't like, he very well could have been right. So, you know, we don't know, we don't have all the information, um, but the, the, the end of it, at least the end of the the story that we have till now is Jacob Pineda has been officially uh, suspended until the end of this calendar season.
1: Yes. That's a tough one because I feel like a lot of fans actually haven't seen what's happened because they haven't played it on TV at all. Like, Mm -hmm. unless you go on YouTube and look for it yourself, you're not going to find it. In the original game tape where, you know, it's taped from the top of the upper bowl, the left to right camera feed that you'd see on TV, it's actually not in the frame. It happens off frame kind of because there's a bit of a scrum. The camera's panning around the ice and... It quickly goes back to them because uh, Suban and Panetta have started fighting again. Mm-hmm. And it's because of that. But I also did manage to find a fan video on YouTube that somewhat shows the incident. It's still almost out of the frame, but you can see it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's it's just really hard to judge. It, it I can't look at it and definitively say, no, he's not trying to make himself look like a monkey or mm-hmm. whatever it was that he was trying to do. But you also can't definitively say, you know, yes, that is what it was. So, yeah, I'm really torn because Panetta has obviously issued a pretty big statement here saying, look, this wasn't my intention at all. Like, it was just, it, you know, it, it was not racially motivated whatsoever. So that, that's, a, that's a, a different stance, right? We've seen a lot of players just straight out apologize or say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't think about it. He's just trying to plead. I, that wasn't my intention from the beginning. It was just the bodybuilder pose. Mm-hmm. So it, it's tough, but clearly the ECHL thought that this was the appropriate action.
0: And yeah. Well, I mean, with the climate that we live in, it's kind of hard for them not to do that because it, when any player is being accused of something like this, regardless of whether it's true or not, sometimes the accusation is is punishment enough. So, or at least punishment enough to be reprimanded.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a tough, topic to touch on so i'm i'm not gonna say too much obviously but um jacob pineda's cousin andrew shaw came out and uh posted a really long paragraph about how he he understands like the whole situation obviously racism's no part of the game and, and he stands with pk pk's statement on that but he was he was backing his cousin the entire time like you know He's like, I know this guy. He had no intention of doing this. His apology was sincere. Yada, yada, yada. So, I mean, it's hard to see that he's suspended for the whole year. I feel like that might be a little excessive. But at the end of the day, I haven't seen all the footage. The league might have more footage. And and there's lots of other, other stuff out there. And I, I guess the, I can see why they have, they would have to do this from a PR standpoint. But... I feel like the, the rest of the season is just a little much.
1: Yeah, well, you, you actually bring up a good point because I've seen that before and it's been frustrating where on TV they'll show a player doing something and they'll get sent off the ice for it or whatever, like a, a dirty hit or a high hit. But the camera angles they'll use are not very telling. Like it, it makes it very difficult to tell what's going on. But then when the NHL posts that they've been suspended and you get to watch the video, that you get to see different camera angles that weren't used on TV like that Sportsnet or whatever didn't have access to. So that's a possibility that maybe the ECHL had a camera angle that we didn't get to see, and they might have been able to determine things that we weren't. But again, that's that's all speculation, right? Who knows why they had to do this the way they did. Yeah, exactly. Um,
2: hey, boys, one other thing.
1: I don't know if you guys saw this. The wheels are in motion for Evander Kane to join the Edmonton
0: Oilers, possibly as soon as later today.
2: Yeah, I've seen that.
0: Yeah, absolutely a situation that I don't think anyone really wanted. But of course, maybe this opens up a dialogue into the fact that, you know, we need to look at these situations a little bit more carefully. Mm-hmm. And speaking of situations that we need to look at carefully, what the hell are the Edmonton Oilers doing? It came out, at least today, which of course this episode won't be released for a few days, so we don't know for sure. But it looks like the Edmonton Oilers are about to sign Evander Kane. <laughs> That's right. It's a surprise Evander <laughs> Kane segment that we moved because
1: it's really early in the morning and yeah. none of us are thinking straight.
0: Yeah. Yet. Well, and news is still breaking for us. Yeah. <laughs> usually that's true. usually when we record these it's at the end of the day before we all go to bed and we've kind of got the day's worth of news. Yeah. But like now we're actively looking at news as it comes out.
1: <laughs> but anyway, he, yeah, so the wheels are in motion for Evander Kane to possibly sign with the Edmonton Oilers. Wow. I
2: think I think it's a great decision. Yeah? Absolutely. Imagine Evander Kane and Connor McDavid ripping up the ice together. But, I mean, what Evander Kane are we going to get? I don't care.
0: (laughs) But, like, he can't be the same Evander Kane in in San Jose at least a few years ago. Or, you know, like, he's just not the same player.
2: Well, as long as he's betting for the Oilers, then I'm betting on Evander Kane. Oh, (laughs) man. Betting on and save percentage. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I ain't, I ain't never betting on that unless it's like a below eight hundred.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> so he's the letting bet in, I'm taking. So he's letting in one in every four shots. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right, dude. Um,
1: this is honestly, I know this is where he's been rumored to go from the beginning, but to me, this isn't where it makes the most sense. Like I, I've said this before, Evander Kane should go to a team like Tampa Bay or Florida, somewhere where. The locker room culture is so set in stone already that even if he comes and he's a bit of a cancer, it won't do anything. You know, go to a team where they're too solid. You can't break them up, you know? Edmonton does
0: not have that luxury. No,
1: they don't fit that. This this is somewhere where I I feel like if he goes there and he's toxic in the locker room, that could spread to other players
2: really easily. Yeah. But that's exactly why that could be a problem for a team that already has like great locker room chemistry. You kind of bring someone in there and start screwing with things.
0: Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like I'm just thinking if Evander Kane were to join the Tampa Bay lightning and he caused any kind of shit, healthy scratch. Yeah. It, it, you,
1: that's the thing is you could do it and you could validate it. Like it wouldn't be that big of a deal, but with Edmonton, they'll probably move someone out pretty soon. Cause he's obviously going to take uh, an NHL player's spot. Mm-hmm. So if they can sell another NHL player, they will. Um, but that's just it. This is a he's, he's part of the team now. That's the thing. Is if this deal does go through, he's part of the team. He's not the guy on the outside. You can go, oh, whatever, healthy scratch or trade him or do whatever. You have to figure something out now because he's on your team,
0: at least for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we have no idea what the contract will look like yet, but
0: thinking one by three. Oh, that seems even high for me. I mean, it's the rest of the season. I think he's on a one-by-one. One. I don't think it's any more than that. Yeah, I guess. The market isn't exactly big for Evander Kane right now. But it's it's good to have Evander Kane news again. I was yes. getting concerned we weren't going to get any. I know.
1: We we had our third week in the last five months where, where yeah. we haven't had any of his or P.K.
0: Subban news. Yeah, but it's nice to get back to it, that's for sure.
2: Yes. We love Evander Kane.
0: I guess speaking of teams acquiring new players, it uh it sounds like Marc-Andre Fleury might be on the move as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> what are you, the Kool-Aid man? What the hell is that?
2: <laughs>
0: well, now I want Kool-Aid. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it looks like the Edmonton Oilers are looking into trading for Marc Andre Fleury to kind of bolster their goaltending. That is a good call. Okay.
1: That that should happen. Okay. You disagree? Absolutely. That is Edmonton's biggest weak point. It is. Marc-Andre Fleury is a respectable NHL goaltender. He is. How? So what? what's the problem?
0: What's the problem? Marc-Andre Fleury's Achilles heel is and always has been, he does nothing in the playoffs. Except for lose the crease to a backup. So yeah, you could you could bring him in. He could have an okay rest of the season. But the second the playoffs start, that man could get you bounced in the first round faster than you can blink. But at the very
1: least, he'll get them to the first round, which Koskinen probably won't.
0: I don't know. I mean, like they they had an, a, enough of a, a good start to the season that they could very well ride that or that high to to the playoffs. I think right now they're still kind of competing for a playoff spot, but or but I think they're they're probably going to lock up one of the top spots. I think they make the playoffs no matter what. But it's just a matter of what they're going to do in the playoffs. That's what that's what matters.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I think you might be judging Flurry a little too harshly there. I mean, he it's not like this guy isn't a Stanley Cup winner when he was the starter the
0: whole time. Over a decade ago. Yeah. Like 2009. Yeah. And since then, he's been nothing but playoff failure. And That's, he's been the reason they've lost in the playoffs.
1: Oh, I wouldn't say that. So th- so when the Knights went to the finals, you think he's the reason they lost
0: that series? I think he's a big part of it.
1: I, I don't see it as much.
0: But I also think every th- every year thereafter, he was the reason that they didn't make it back. You could make arguments that that had happened. Yes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's but exactly what I'm doing. I, I, I
1: get that. But no, I, I don't know. I, I still, to me... Of the goalies that could be available for trade, I think this one makes sense. It, it really just comes down to clearing cap space because he does have a seven mil hit uh, on the cap. It does end the season though, so as we've talked about, they might not actually owe him the full seven mil. Yeah. No. Um, one way or another, I again as far as available goalies, I think this is their best move.
0: I actually disagree. I've heard that uh, Dallas is looking at moving either or Holtby or Kudobin. You think and that those would be better options than Flurry?
2: Absolutely
0: not. Yeah, that's... I, I mean, that's it's hard to... Sell. Well, okay, think about how did Dallas get to the finals in 2020? It was Kudobin. Luck? Yeah, Kudobin's luck, garbage
1: now. Kudobin has not been nearly the player he's been since then. He's not a player, he's a goalie.
0: But yeah, I well, know, I mean, he he definitely hasn't been, but... I don't know. I I think that he's not going to be a fantastic goalie for you, but I think he'd be better than Fleury and definitely Koskinen.
1: I guess that's where I disagree is. I think Flurry's your best. I think he's just the more skilled athlete between the pipes.
2: Well, well, there's also talk that, um, that Fleury might potentially go to the Washington capitals. Really? Yeah. I didn't really realize they were struggling with goaltending. Oh yes, they are. (laughs) The, uh, Vanachek and samsonov are just not doing it hmm.
0: yeah a lot of people thought that samsonov was going to be like an elite nhl goalie and that just hasn't happened yet
2: well like he started the season like 901 and then it's just been downhill oh. since then
0: that being said though that team's still having a decent season so i'm a little bit surprised
2: well i mean you add flurry and that'll put him right right up at the top
0: all right well um i hate to have a kind of a bit of a a jarring transition, but we just got some breaking news for the first time in this show's history. And uh, I think we better at least acknowledge it.
1: Yeah, th- this is going to be a tough one to give any opinions on, but it-, it should be said. All right. Um, Jake Vertanen, as of this morning, has been charged with sexual assault relating to the incident that happened uh, that basically ended his NHL career.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah, that is... That's news. All right. Yep. That's,
0: I honestly, sp- first time in this show's history, I'm kind of speechless. I, do, I really don't know what to say on this and nor do I think I should say anything on it. It's just, it is what it is. We got to share the news and that's, that's it.
1: Yeah. That, that's a tough one. I mean, I think most people know the story by now.
0: They, yeah. They we don't need it. to go back into it, but yeah. anyway, there you go. Breaking news. Jake Vertan in charge do, of sexual do, assault. Hey,
2: and you, you know think what? He gets uh, suspended from his team.
1: Uh, in the I'm KHL, say probably not. Yeah, I I uh, don't really know what their protocols are there.
0: Yeah, I don't think they really care.
1: No, and I just want to point this out, just because I just want there to be a positive note here is that that is not our first breaking news on this show we had the petterson and hughes contracts oh yeah at the beginning of the right. season that was the first breaking news i just really want to make sure that one day when we look back <laughs> we don't think it was this because it yeah, wasn't
0: i forgot about that that's yeah. right when we were recording we found out no, that the no when we'd
1: finished recording we found it
0: out yeah ran back into the studio and then recorded our takes that's on right, it right yeah that was fun actually yeah it was fun That's crazy 'Cause we've been waiting for that news all summer and then finally the day we record it drops. Yeah, it was great. Anyway, um, I think it's about that time of the show where we transition to a three sixty spin into a backdrop, faky into a dive. <laughs> I don't know, you guys have covered everything so far. <laughs> Those aren't even real things anymore. <laughs> no, it's a faky. A faky is uh it's a skateboarding thing. So, you, know. so we brought a skateboard up to the diving board. <laughs> yeah. you know. All right, there you go. An ollie off the diving board. <laughs> and where do we land? Right in, in the inbox. Ocean. In the ocean. The ocean. <laughs> yeah. Diving board into the ocean. Anyway, um, a bit of a cluttered inbox this week, but uh, let's get to a few of the questions. Uh, first question we have. Last man in winners have been announced for the NHL All-Star game. Panarin, nowhere among them yeah that's that's an interesting Uh mm-hmm. oh, just to refresh everyone's mind uh the all-star vote last man in is kind of like this thing they do in each one of the conference or the divisions where they give the fans the opportunity to vote players in right and uh the ones that made it in were troy terry out of the pacific nazim kadri out of the central mika zabinajad out of the metro and steven stamkos out of the atlantic yeah so no panarin yeah, but his teammate, teammate made it in Mika been A um, bit surprised there, but um, you know the, the, the one that surprises me the most out of that list, though, is actually Stephen Stamkos. I mean, he's had a pretty good season. Yeah, but I I mean, Stephen Stamkos hasn't really been much of an all-star, in my opinion, in recent years.
2: Yeah, but he is this year.
0: Yeah, and I guess that's all that really matters, but it's just surprising to me to see his name on this list at all.
2: He's, he's literally 7th in the league in points. He's got 20 goals, 30 assists, 50 points this year.
0: Yeah, he's having a great season. It's just, like I said, it's it's nothing to say against his, his points this season. It's just surprising because he hasn't been at that level for so long. And then he just yeah. kind of has this season where he completely turns back the clock. And now all of a sudden he's Steven Stamkos of old. Some would even but, say that uh, Ovi's kind of done the same thing. Yeah. Right. Ovi's been a good player for a long time. But this year he's just tapped into something.
1: Well, I just saw a stat the other day that Ovechkin is now the oldest player in NHL history to be out-and-out the leader
2: in goals at any point during the season. Wow, that's nuts. Um, That is nuts. But I also feel like this is the first year Stamkos isn't battling injury. I think he's healthy, and and he's been able to train and get back to his old self.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, But as for the uh, Artemi Panarin being left out... um, he does actually have a better points per game uh, this season than Zabinajad does. Uh, they both have almost the exact same amount of points. Uh, very similar uh, stats, actually, right across the board. Um, but I will say, Artemi Panarin has fallen off a little bit this season compared to last year where he was kind of considered a top five player in the league.
0: Oh yeah,
2: for sure. Uh, he still is a top five player in the league.
0: <clears throat> I think
1: he definitely has the potential to be, but he's he's not quite there anymore. He He's just been underperforming a little bit this mm. year. And uh, I have no doubt in my mind he'll get back to it, but I kind of get it because Zibinijad was before nowhere near Panarin in skill level. And this year they've been
0: on pace. So I, I totally get why they would vote him in. Um, Let's move on. Another question here in the inbox. Uh the taylor hall hit looks like um do we believe that taylor hall should be suspended for the hit on nathan mckinnon no
2: yes
1: no i i i'm sorry I, i've seen the hit a few times here i don't think it's a suspendable hit it looks like he went in clean mckinnon is kind of hunched over when he's playing the puck it looked uh, from one replay i saw it almost looked like it was hall's stick that kind of caught um uh mckinnon well it was mckinnon's stick it was McKinnon's own stick that yes. hit him in the face. Yeah, no. So I, I don't uh, I don't think that's a suspendable hit at all.
2: I mean, the reason I'm thinking it's suspendable is because it was kind of a blindside. It was a blindside, but
1: there's no rule against blindside hits, though.
2: They just have to be clean blindside hits. Yeah,
1: which, which I thought this was. I, I thought that this was clean. I thought it was a little bit high. His shoulder got pretty close to the chin. Close, but not enough
0: that I can look at it and say, yeah, that was blatantly dirty. I think the big tell-all about this is going to be if McKinnon is out injured for any amount of time, I think that's going to impact their decision on whether to – well, I guess by the time this episode comes out, we'll know, but um, I think that's going to impact the decision for sure.
2: Yeah, I hope they give him the rest of the season off. Suspend him for the rest of the season. Dirty hit. Dude, what do you have against Taylor Hall? Everything. Okay, why? (laughs) Taylor Hall is the reason – most teams end up with the first overall pick, and that is a problem with me. (laughs) It Uh, shouldn't be allowed. Exactly. There was like four out of five years where whatever team Taylor Hall was on, they got the first overall pick, and uh, clearly it didn't help. All right, let's move on to our last question
0: in the inbox here. What do you think of the new Arizona Coyotes stadium talks? So for those of you who aren't aware, uh, the Arizona Coyotes have been dealing with... uh, I would you say contract Causing issues. issues. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're homeless. About, yeah. They're about to be homeless. <laughs> and it sounds like Arizona state university is going to be a new partner with them, offering them a 5,000 seat arena as a temporary stadium to play games in for the next three to four years while they wait for an arena in Tempe to be constructed. I'm sorry. Did you say 5,000 seats? Uh, as in yeah. like
1: a quarter of the size of what an NHL rink is supposed to be.
0: Yeah, that's what it says. 5,000. Yeah.
2: And they still won't sell it out. (laughs) (laughs) You and I will be there, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. (laughs) That season tickets, baby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am shocked that the NHL would
1: even let them entertain this idea. I mean, 5,000 seats. That is smaller than the Abbotsford Center. The Abbotsford Center is 8,000. This is five. Right. And we sat front row at the Abbotsford Center. And I'll admit, for a minor hockey game, it feels pretty big. Yeah. But an NHL game there, like regular NHL games there, that's tiny. Yeah. Th- uh, there wouldn't even need to be a Jumbotron.
0: <laughs> I don't even know if there is one in there.
1: No, it looks like there's one in the corner. They've got like a screen against the wall. Holy cow. Like, th- I have played in rinks bigger than this, playing lacrosse. I've played in stadiums that have more seats than this. Yeah. What's that one out in Chilliwack? I forget what it's called, but it's where the
0: the, the Chilliwack Bruins used to play. Yes.
1: Yeah. I I don't know what it is, but I'm pretty sure that was a, that had more seating capacity. The Langley events center at least has an upper
2: bowl.
0: Yeah. I played at the Langley events (laughs) center. So there you go. Yeah. That's bigger than
1: 5,000 seats. Holy smokes. I, I can't believe that the NHL still thinks that this kind of embarrassment is a better idea than just admitting defeat and
0: moving somewhere else. Yeah, they have to at this point.
1: Like, come on. Whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, before he says anything, you have to remember this is the most biased individual when it comes to any conversation we could possibly
2: have. Go ahead. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I think Marcus is the most biased when it comes to Vancouver what? Talks. Name
1: one time I've been biased. (laughs) Quinn Hughes being better than Kale McCarr. I didn't
2: say Quinn Hughes was better. I
1: just said McCarr is overrated. That's all
2: I said. I I ain't buying that. You definitely said Quinn Hughes is better than Kale McCarr.
1: He's better
0: at some things, for sure. (laughs) Uh, Dude, you talked about how he got snubbed for Calder.
2: You did? (laughs)
0: Okay, whatever.
2: Arizona Coyotes need to stay. And yes, that's a biased opinion. (laughs) Because I want to see them play there and it's cheap and it's still a good atmosphere when you're actually there and they're playing a half decent team. So I don't really care about the Yotes, but I care about (laughs) getting cheap tickets and being able to go to games there.
1: Again, it should be reminded that Tyler's family does have a vacation home not far from their arena. Mm -hmm. So it. He can fly there, stay and watch a game, then fly back for cheaper than he could just watch
0: it downtown Vancouver. I think anyone could. Yeah. <laughs> um, but where do the Phoenix Suns play? Like, I feel like, how come they can't share a, a stadium there? Uh. So it's
1: Footprint Center is what the Phoenix Suns uh, stadium is called. Okay. And I wonder if not just that, but a lot of stadiums might not want the Coyotes simply because of their financial hardships, right? They might not get the rent they're owed as proven by their current arena. Yeah. Right? They, they've literally been asked to leave where they are because they're not the,
0: paying. I think it's called the Gila arena.
1: Yeah. No, that that's what I mean. I, I would bet that the only reason this is working is because they've struck a deal, right? I think other places just don't want them because they, there is a real risk where you don't get... They go bankrupt, right? Mm-hmm. They relocate. They're bankrupt. You don't get the money from them. So... Maybe that's why they can't go anywhere else.
2: But yeah, the reason they're switching to Tempe is because, like you said, there's contract problems with the other cities within Arizona, so they they just won't touch the Coyotes with a ten foot pole. Yeah,
1: I still can't believe it. Five thousand seat stadium for the next four years.
0: Yeah, that is that. Yeah, it, it, honestly, it's it's time for a change in in Arizona. That, that makes the whole league look bad, though, right? Yeah. Like, think about
1: even to people in Arizona that aren't big hockey fans. They see that and they go, oh, the NHL plays in tiny little stadiums. I didn't realize that, right? Yeah, right. That, that's, what I, that's what it makes the
0: sport look like. Yeah, makes it look like the NLL. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's it's definitely time for a change.
1: Ah, and speaking of time, <laughs> it's time for, for Tyler's Tyler surprise, surprise headline.
0: It's time!
2: All right, we are not going to Florida this week. What? Yep, exactly. This one, uh, we're gonna throw a little shade at uh, DoorDash here, but we're gonna throw a little, um, a little love towards the uh, police department in South Dakota.
1: I'm uh, I
0: I the context <laughs> is phrasing so many questions for yeah, me. The, <laughs> the phrasing, I think, is what's raising the questions for me. First of all, South Dakota, most irrelevant state. Anyway, go ahead. I,
2: South Dakota cop delivers DoorDash food order after arresting the driver.
0: (laughs) What a gentleman!
2: (laughs) I know, right? That is wonderful news, actually. Yeah,
0: this is a good surprise. This is a feel-good
2: surprise headline, exactly. I mean, I was I was just scrolling through, and I was like, "God damn it!" You know what? This is pretty good. The uh, the customer ordered some Arby's. Okay, I'm jealous. uh, yeah, you know what I could go for some Arby's right now.
0: Right. They, they got, got the good meats. meats. Um, they got well, they have meats, but the only thing that's worth getting is the curly fries. They have wicked curly fries.
2: And uh apparently there was a warrant out for the arrest of the uh, DoorDash driver, so I guess I guess for DoorDash you uh criminal records don't matter. Um
0: <laughs> yeah, they don't exactly do a criminal record check <laughs> every drive fast food from restaurant <laughs> to home.
2: <laughs> but yeah, the uh the cop ended up pulling uh pulling the guy over and uh the one cop took him in to the station to arrest him. And the other cop said, you know what? These people need their food. I'm going to bring it to them. Wow. That's touching. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like,
0: I hope they gave him a good tip. (laughs) Right,
1: (laughs) that'd be crazy though. Like just opening the door and it's a cop. You're like, "Is everything okay?" He's like, "Yeah, here's your Arby's." Like, do do they not pay y'all well enough at the police (laughs) department there? What's
2: going on? (laughs) He's like, "No, no,
1: we arrested your driver."
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Then he waves from the back seat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's just like there's just like a freaking brick of cocaine in the Arby's. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that
1: order was just the drug deal. Yeah. <laughs> he just helped them successfully complete
0: it. Yeah. Pulls up and it's just a crack house. <laughs> <laughs> Patty is just pure meth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, officer. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> I so mean, that's kind of brilliant using DoorDash as your drug meal. <laughs> yeah, because that's so easily disguised. Well, not
1: in this case. But yeah, <laughs> they got him. Yeah, yeah, but Wait, that would be very easily him. disguisable. Yeah, right. What do you guys think, Vancouver boys, drug running? I Honestly, think we could. Yeah, we, we could, could do it. We could start a right? business.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> got some connections? <laughs> do you? <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, no, nobody, no. nobody, give out my address.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to
2: because you do. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, well, I'm not there right now, so...
1: Damn right you're not, so we're gonna... Freaking... We're, we're holding down the fort. Yeah, turn this... Actually, you know what?
2: The the Vancouver boys could not do drug smuggling or muling or whatever, because I literally have cops outside of my house, like, every two weeks.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. They already think we're doing that. Yeah, exactly. They think this so... is a frat house. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame them yeah. entirely, but... It's not. Yeah. Anyway uh that was a decent episode that was that was fun for that's
0: the most fun you can have at nine in the morning (laughs) on a thursday (laughs) yeah oh man all right well yeah it's been a fun episode you're right um but uh yeah let's wrap this sucker up sounds good uh don't forget to follow us on our social medias uh you can find us at vancouver boys podcast on instagram on tiktok twitch youtube and i believe that's it oh no that's right we also have a twitter and our, yeah. our handle is uh, Vancouver Boys. Oh, geez, what underscore? I think it is an underscore. Yeah. Why is that, Marcus?
1: Because Vancouver Boys podcast was too long to be a Twitter handle. There
0: you go. So we sauced an underscore in there. <laughs> you bet. And uh, come follow us on Twitch. We love to go live and hang out with some of you guys. um But yeah, we're usually live on Fridays and some some Wednesdays. At any rate, uh, I guess that's gonna be it from us this week. You guys okay. have anything else to
2: add? Nope. Later, losers. I'm going to bed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you've earned it
1: by 29 hours now. Roughly, yeah. Yeah. At any rate,
0: thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. And come watch us on Twitch.